Adios Nachos Amigos and welcome to another episode of Record Breakers, your fun book club for music between the four of us. I'm Peter Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me is my crew, my team, my squad. Uh, we've got Brett. Ahoy hoy. We've got Patrick. Hello. And we've got Drew. Yes, uh, we're here, of course, gathered to talk about music, and the provider of the music is none other than me. Uh, I'm providing music for us this week, and the album that I brought forth for you guys uh, is a little bit of uh, some Korean indie. I'm going back to some Korean indie independent uh, music, a little bit of a cool uh, sort of a semi-super group, I guess you would call it, or just like a little group of... uh, uh, musicians from other groups and veteran musicians in the Korean scene uh, by the name of Life and Time uh, and the album is Land um, I mean we I, I imagine I know the answer but uh, let's go talk about expectations uh, I'll start with Drew Drew what were your expectations coming to this album well this was a uh, album from uh, South Korea that was brought up by PD Ray so I assumed that the production work on the record was going to be pretty stellar. I was assuming that there was going to be some very clean, good vocals. And I also assumed that there would be some pretty uh, solid musicianship, no matter what the style of music that I was sort of getting out of. Because indie is such a broad term. And I was like, okay, well, we're going into something. Let's see how good the uh, musicality is. Because usually stuff that PD brings us from South Korea tends to be pretty good musically. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what are, what were your expectations coming into this? Coming in blind, but with the knowledge that uh, historically I have liked a fair amount of the uh, indie music you brought from Korea. So, coming in blind, but optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what were your expectations? I mean, let's, let's let's be honest here. Ain't none of us know what we're getting into. Um, and with the the fact that one genre, Korean indie music, has has traveled through many roads and over many hills, and given us many different products, uh, I I was I was really unsure of what I was going to get. And Jesus, do I have things to say about what I found? <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I think we all do. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to talk about this. Um, I kind of picked this album, uh, after barely having listened to it, just cause I, I, I finally found that this band had a full album. I know I knew a, f- a couple of songs, but I didn't know that they had, well, I guess I didn't think to look for a full album. Uh, this was a band that I had heard of a little bit before and, uh, on my, uh, food tour while I was in Korea, uh, the person leading the, the food tour. Uh, as we were talking about, like, Korean bands, like, uh, mentioned them. Uh, and for a reason. They're, they're, they're better musicians. They have they consist of Sunbin, uh, uh, the basis for the previously mentioned band The Cox, uh, previously reviewed a few a, a little while back. Uh, Jin Sil from another band called Laurels, and uh, the drummer Im Sang-wook. All of them, like, musicians uh, that have been around for a little while. Uh, and this is this is a cool record. 
Uh, this is like it has a mix of a lot of things. Like I, I'm going, I, I, I found it. I found it hard to like try to figure out how I was going to be describing it because I, I don't know how to do these things. So it's like uh, the Korean indie uh, review of uh, KoreanIndie.com review of this uh, says that this group, the group ramped this time around. The group ramped up their math rock, blues rock, and rock and roll undertones. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, they talk about polyrhythmic hooks, bluesy chord progressions, uh, like it's a lot of things that are like going on there. Very kind of complex stuff, rhythm wise. Uh, there's a little bit of like psychedelic, psychedelics, psychedelia, but by way of like '90s alternative group, like a like how '90s alternative uh, rock inter- in interpreted uh, old psychedelic music. You know, like a little bit like that. Um, there's a little bit of Jane's Addiction in there, in particular. There's a little bit of like other groups as well. Um, yeah, I, you guys are a little bit better of describing music this musically. Uh, Drew, how will you describe the the themes and elements of this record? Well, like I said, I was sort of expecting like I think we also I think we were all expecting something a little different than this. Um, I expected it to be sort of a pretty like well polished sort of thing. And not that it wasn't well polished, but like right off the bat, you get this like very almost like classic slash like hard rock sort of tone to it. A very gritty guitar work. Right. And. it It's that it had that throwback sound to it that I sort of had to like make sure this was a newer band because I was a little confused. Like I was like, OK, um, but it was really solid, right? The guitar work was really, really good. And that's what led the record in and led the record through was those like, like you said, the bluesy classic sort of rock undertones that really throw back sound. But at times it got into this like sort of funky, sort of groovy math rock sort of smoothness to it. That was really fun. The bass work here also was just absolutely stellar, in my opinion. Just awesome. Um, and then you had, like, those tracks that would go from, like, a crunchy verse to, like, a swelling sort of chorus that was really cool. And it was really surprising with how intricate the music actually was. There was a lot going on, and it bounced around to a lot of different things. But it all sounded really good, and it was all a lot of fun, so mm-hmm. can't complain. Uh, Patrick, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes and elements that make it up? Um, There's elements of indie rock. There's elements of sort of garage rock. There's drums that sound like they may have accidentally fallen off of a prog record and onto it. Um, it's... I, describing it is is difficult, but at the same time, like it's it's kind of rock and roll, maybe maybe with a, a touch of like the garage rock revival from about fifteen years ago. But if the drummer was really really into King Crimson, uh, that's kind of the vibe I got. Like it's it, it's it's very well played, all of it, um, all the instruments. But like, holy crap, the drums on this record. That's kind of was most of my review. Like, holy crap, the drums. Holy crap. All yeah. the time. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's some just fantastic, cool, complex drum work going on in this record, which is 
so so like fun to kind of follow. Uh, Brett, what would be the themes elements that caught your attention? Uh, this is a, a a very very technical album. Um, there there's very few albums that make me wish that I had like the the ridiculous room where I can sit and listen to music and milk every wave that comes out of a speaker um, for everything it's worth. But you know, it is this is this is one of those albums where the more I dug, the more I wondered like oh there there's a lot of stuff with tone that was used on this album they um it it it's very very the tone is important to all of the 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 songs um in a way that you know like a normal band with you know well, we just need to need to have some dirt um there was very very meticulously picked that you can you can tell that uh you know they didn't have it um they didn't use overdrive at levels that I would use overdrive. So that like when, when you use overdrive, you can sort of cheat. Um, you can, you can be sloppy and get away with it, but they were putting on display things in a clean tone that would be difficult to do sloppily with a, with a dirtier tone. But they, they also used a lot of like, there's a lot of compression on, on the stuff that they use. Um, it doesn't sound like a, a wall of digital effects and, racks of processing it sounds very natural and minimalist but done really well um this is this is an album made by musicians for musicians i i would imagine um there there were some things that were done um with the drums that were pretty shocking there were there were drums that didn't fit with the rest of the music um there was a pretty good approximation of somebody playing a guitar in the 1960s um uh that like the, the a straight up Stratocaster and a Marshall Plexi tone yes. that you don't hear anymore. Um, there's 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 all sorts of like ridiculous stuff going on here, um, and uh, and a variety of it too. Like uh, that that's when we get into songs. The, yes. The, there's some there's some major variety going on here. Yes, uh, and it goes into some cool things uh, as we get into some of the key tracks. Uh, like I, I like it starts off. With the opening track, where it, it kind of announces what what it was doing, because uh, it it does a lot of those different things. The drums are fantastic. The the opening track, Rapids, uh, doing the record breakers thing, uh, does a really good job of kind of telling you who these guys are. Uh, really cool drums, like cool fun guitar, and like a a an ex, a nice bass solo, uh, and with like the guitars and drums, the guitar is still playing. But you still like hear the bass solo, uh, and which is fun and fascinating, uh, and really cool. Uh, My loving city, uh, which had yeah that throwback vibe and it just had a cool energy to it, uh, and uh, songs like Shaking Trees uh, had some cool tones and some cool stuff going on in it. Uh, but I'll, I'll let you guys do do a little bit better, uh, Drew. What would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, Rapid starts off. It's got that sort of chugging guitar line that sort of gets a little bit headbang, but then sort of moves into this like really intricate quick motion guitar work, which is really, really cool. Um, that chorus that sort of tops that off too, that sort of swell in it. I'm, I've said it before. I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. So 
you you make a mark out of me very quickly for that. Um, I'm going to light um, a little smooth uh, compared to everything else up until that point. Like it had like up until that point on the record, there was a lot of um, how should you say a lot of crunch to it. Um, a lot of, like I said, that classic rock, hard rock sort of undertone to a lot of it. And Light was the first one that came out and was like just smooth all the way through, which I sort of dug into a lot. Um, and that sort of varied sound like was the first tip off to like even more so than the other tracks was like, oh, okay, this is, this is going to be some digging. Uh, this is going to take more than just a couple of listens through. Like this is, this is something here. Um, and then... I'm going to go with, I think, let me make sure I got this right, because uh, I think I wrote it down right. Yeah, come, uh, track six. That is correct. Um, it's the bass line in that song was so good. It was, there was something about it. that There was this groovy quality, the effects that were on it, and that bass line is that like curl your upper lip sort of like jam to it sort of funkiness to the song that like again it's something i i can just dig on to no end yeah uh patrick what would be some of the key tracks for you uh also do the rock group breakers thing talk about rapids the opening track it just like these are what i wrote this is how you fucking start a record um it's comes in with a really cool guitar line uh and the drums get interesting fairly quickly into it. Uh, it's definitely kind of it's when you hear the guitars, you expect it's going to be one thing. And then the drums come in and you're like, oh, oh, this is a little different uh, just because of, of sort of the choices they made there. Um, and I kind of like that they tuck the vocals back in the mix. It's treated it more like an instrument than sort of the, the show, which helps when you uh, don't understand the language. Uh, the second track, My Loving City. Uh it's a cool song. It's got a really, really good bass line going on. And then there's this part sort of midway towards the end where you get this, the drums, the guitar and the bass are all doing different things, all sort of out, slightly out of rhythm with each other. And it's really cool. And not the sing. It's when you hear it, you're like, am I listening to a prog rock record? Cause this sounds like a prog rock record. This doesn't sound like a sort of rock and roll garage rock, indie rock record. Cause it's such a, departure from what whatever the rest of the genre is um and then the last song life which is uh i think there because the drummer wanted it to be there uh because it, it is a total like drum showcase at and it's really really technically impressive but still enjoyable to listen to mm-hmm. uh brett what would be some of the key tracks for you let me say everything that's been said before um again uh, uh, Rapids. I mean, it, it, it opens the, the, the album up in a very definitive way. Um, it comes in almost like uh, it had like a, a 90s grunge rock kind of thing going on. Um, but, but then it breaks into like a technical display that you don't really get from anything like that. The, 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 the intensity and the, the, the polished uh, tone really, really came through on that track. Uh, Especially with the the bass solo and the the bass tone, it was it was like compressed, but like compressed like it's just getting ready to break, um, and and so you got that fat tone, but it doesn't it, it it sounds very natural and like you know it gets more compressed and uh 
more uh, more close to peaking um, as the, the harder you the more dynamic you are with the bass and that, that is a great tone I, I was very very impressed with that um, then you know light the the slow jam uh, up to that point um, uh, it had some of the best clean tone fat quacky guitar tone that like it was almost like somebody had a wah pedal and they just like stuck it in a place but like it didn't sound quite like that. I'd like to know how they did it. Um, it and uh, you know, I it, it has a, a great like room filling reverb, um, but the the groovy bass line um, that doesn't really follow like you would expect from Western rock music. Um, you know, I, I I was I was pretty impressed with what they were getting out of what they were doing, um, and uh, I guess the one that stuck with me. Um, big time was was land. Uh, there's the, there's just the guitar tone here. It is. It sounds like there there's a a Jimi Hendrix esque solo. Um, it's it's like the tone, like everything about even the play style is like a a sixties, uh, you know, turn it to eleven type sound. Um, and that is not something you hear on albums that are made by people under the age of fifty who didn't do it when it was the cool thing to do and knew. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would like to, I, I am going to pick apart these songs some more on my own free time because I was impressed with, with some of the little nifty tricks that I have never heard before. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are some fantastic tracks. It's like, uh, and those some fantastic sounds. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, like there's just some, something to dig into, like in so many different uh, uh, songs, something to kind of like explore and, and discover on like every almost every track, uh, and it's fantastic. Uh, lyrical content. I can't really speak to the lyrical content. Um, I, I should. We should note that they they do some pretty neat harmonizing yeah. in a way that you also don't get in Western music. Yeah, uh, and it's really cool. Um, but yeah, let's. Let's bring it back around the horn for some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Drew, what are you? What are your conclusive thoughts on this album as a whole? Um, my conclusive thoughts on this record is that none of us were expecting this, but I think we. I don't mean to speak for everybody, but if if currently. Um, you haven't been able to tell. I think we pretty much all like this record. It's something that it was. It's meaty in a way that you don't normally get. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot going on from a musicianship standpoint. Tone, like we've went over, like everything where like there's a lot, and it just ends up being a really fun record. There's um, this old jazz saying that sometimes musicians just have to make music for other musicians and be okay with it. And jazz musicians are no um, stranger to playing full, playing for a room full of musicians and that being the only people that are there or the other musicians playing that night. And I bet you that these guys aren't, unfamiliar with that either but i bet you they also get a lot of people that can just dig on something that's this 
musically done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Uh, a lot of on the lines of what Drew said. This is uh, this is pretty good. Um, really, really high level of musicianship. Uh, the drums are kind of out of this world, especially for something of this sort of what you would expect out of this genre if you listen to the other instruments and everything's just played at such a high level you can't help but at least appreciate it and I actually found the songs pretty enjoyable on top of that it wasn't just like a you know technical uh exercise this was you know pretty fun music it's it's uh you know if this had uh words in english and came out on the radio at the right moment you know when rock music was okay again uh, I could see people listening to it because it is really cool. And God damn it, the drums are amazing. And I will keep coming back to that. They, uh, if you make, if you put a normal drummer in this band, they're, they're pretty all right. You put the guy they did in this band who's really, really good and not afraid to do stuff that's atypical of the genre and turns into something really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, oddly enough, there, there is a song in English. There's My Loving City is entirely in yeah. English. Uh, which is, but it's it's also kind of like a differently song. Uh, but yeah, uh, they have a really cool song. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts? I I thought this was a pretty sweet sounding uh, record. It's uh it's something that uh, I'll I'll probably hit back up. I you know I I do this and I come here uh, when I do to record to to find things that like it's it's boring for me to retread things that I've heard before a million times. Um, when I find something new that's impressive and that has, you know, that does something new, uh, something that I've never seen or heard in a way that is, is completely novel. Um, I get a lot of that with, uh, the stuff that PD brings from Asia, but, um, this was, this is people doing things. It's, it's, uh, you know, the, it, it's, Similar but completely different. the The way they go about making an album like this um, is is so foreign. Um, but you know they're they're doing things that any band would do, and it's nice to nice to see how they like. Oh, that's that's how they pick that out. That's how that cuts through the mix. That's how they decided to like paste this song, and then you know it, it's something that keeps giving. So I I, I was pretty thrilled about my experience. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, yeah, uh, yeah. I I, I kind of had a feeling that this would this would go over well, just because like uh, I've liked their sound, and when I got finally got, got this and downloaded and bought it off of vinyl, uh, uh, and downloaded and, and checked it out, I, I it just was impressed me so much uh, because of what they were doing musically and how how they were exploring and moving around and doing kind of different things and like. Uh, like I, because of that, I just like uh, the moment that I had the chance to come back home and poppy the the zip file over to to my Dropbox uh, to to share it with you guys. Uh, I I did because I knew all right this is gonna be the album I'm gonna talk about. Uh, yeah, this is just a really cool, really interesting, really complex, really fun to listen to record. Uh, really kind of fun to kind of like get lost in. At least for me, um, I like I, I I like music. I can kind of zone and kind of get lost in a little bit. Uh, so this this that's what's really cool about this, and uh, and it shows uh, it shows 
how there, there's so much uh, there's, there's there's some great talent uh in the korean uh independent scene uh and it should get a little bit of a spotlight uh you know hopefully it does get you know and hopefully the old adage of uh, rising tide lifting all ships uh with the you know, kind of the popularity of k-pop uh can help them uh, especially if they get like if more indie bands get spotlights on on k-pop night out south by southwest or the like um more really talented cool musicians can get uh, a little bit of recognition a little bit of work and uh can keep kicking ass uh yeah this is a great this is a cool record and i encourage you all to to check it out purchase it and support this band uh so they can keep doing their thing um but yeah life and time land those are our, our thoughts now we get to our haiku reviews the main event of the evening the moment we've all been waiting for we get to our haikus sum it all up in poetic form i'm gonna maintain initiative order uh drew what is your haiku a little hard rock with a dash of some smooth funk SK wins again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. SK. Uh, Patrick, what did you do? Prog rock level drums on an indie rock album. Gem from Korea. Mm-hmm. Brett, what is your haiku? Korean indie. Wasn't expected. Rock and roll shocker. Yes. <laughs> Uh, two in the that album. is the pinnacle of my haikuing right there. <laughs> Rock and roll shocker. Um, yes. All right, my haiku. Whoa, here it is. My haiku. Complex rhythm and fun rock musicianship from three talented dudes. Pretty straightforward. Also, I, lo- I love the, the SK shout out. Yeah, being, me being a Wyverns fan. <laughs> uh, but yes. That is that is all for our thoughts on life and time land. Uh, not to confuse, not to be confused with the land, but that's where Drew's from. Just land. Uh, you can of course check it out. I'm gonna provide the link in the show notes to their page on vinyl. Uh, you can see it there. You have to go to the app to purchase it. Uh, but if you look around, there's probably, it's also on iTunes. I should give, I should say that it's also on iTunes. But vinyl does support the artist more. Uh, but it is, uh, uh, I believe, available on iTunes, so you can go check it out there as well. Um, but yeah, go check it out. Uh, presumably, the next album will be on on our Spotify album. Uh, we'll find out now. Uh, the next album is provided by, I believe, Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us next week? I'm going to keep it uh, rocking with uh, Clutch and their album Robot Hive Exodus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that out. Get ready uh, for, for, for the talk next week. Get ready for next week's episode. Uh, we will have a fun discussion about that. Uh, but that's next week. This is this week. And that's it for us. You can find us you can of course find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HibbityBibbert, Drew is at ExtrusiveRex. I'm at PD Rave. The show's at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Record breakers podcast.com. Record breakers podcast at gmail.com. 
Rebellion.net for listening to other shows, Rebellion TV on YouTube and on Twitch and all the other things. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places where you can find podcasts. Subscribe, like, share, uh, do things. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Spudger's gonna spudge, 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 spudge. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>